0: Hey, sis. (laughs) Hey, sis. Welcome to Launch Left Podcast. Podcast. A space for fame creatives to launch the next wave of music rebels, an intentional space to highlight and empower all artists for who radical creativity is not a choice but a necessity. I'm Rain Phoenix. Oh, and I'm Summer Phoenix. And we are at Launch Left on all socials. Please don't forget to rate and subscribe. Today's guest is epic and has been a part of the LaunchLove family since 2018, I believe. What is his name? <clears throat> Alejandro. Aranda. Alejandro Aranda. Scary Pool Party. That's right. At Scary Pool Party on his socials and a prolific and just talent. Just an unbelievably kind, talented, and a force, I would say, in totally in the music. enamored. totally enamored of summer's totally enamored and i am as well yeah as will you be i echo that i echo that um so we're going to introduce him to you and then we're going to talk to him and we're pretending like he's not right across from us right now which must be really awkward for him welcome to the show alejandro aranda welcome to the show (laughs) you're here
1: Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for coming out. How does it feel to be talked about like you're not in the room?
1: Uh, Weird. Yeah. (laughs) It's a little weird.
0: Has it happened before?
1: Uh, Yeah. I did another little podcast um, with my friend and he was talking like, you know, I wasn't in the room. I was like, well, this is kind of (laughs) weird. But anyway.
2: (laughs) Welcome, um, sp- speak up so that we can hear you get right up on that mic, do. <laughs> but don't hide your gorgeous face.
1: Oh, um, thank you.
2: So there, you've got a couple of things to think about um, <laughs> as we move forward into this thing. No, I really don't want you to talk about anything that you don't want to talk about. So that was my thought was to start off with think with asking you, is there anything that you don't that's off limits that you don't want to talk about?
1: I mean, I'm fine with, you know, we're, we're just talking.
2: Okay, yeah. sweet. We're talking. Um, Because before we actually started rolling here, I was just getting to know you. Mm -hmm. um, And we were talking about family. Yeah. We were talking, it's the holidays here. Um, And, um, you know, that can either be complicated or, um, you know, warm and fuzzy. Yeah. But I think the warm and fuzzy is more advertising and not so much the reality of it for a lot of people. Yeah. And um, Rain, you got anything to say about that? I mean, you have a lot to say about a lot of things, so I thought Just you might. Just don't get too close to don't me. Don't touch me <laughs> together for weeks straight now. It's true. Rain, Rain actually has been <laughs> yeah. living yeah. with me.
1: Oh, uh...
0: <clears throat> and it's um, been great. I love you know. I love you. I know you do love me, but you definitely. And I want to set the record straight here that Summer's birthday is December twenty ninth. Uh-huh. Okay. Thank you. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> she knew your birthday there's a lot of there's she, she loves somebody yeah, she told loves me it. they googled you and it was december 10th and they almost texted you then and whatever, and so i'm setting it straight because i saw a lot of posts about you on the 10th people think that's Get your birthday so oh really <laughs> yeah so i was trying to be huh. casual thanks kaylon <laughs> um okay move along because that wasn't
2: really part of anything yeah
1: <laughs> talking about family and yeah. the fuzziness of what you know kind of america displays yeah yeah no i i um for me i mean i'm not really i'm I'm not really close to my family at all but um i still love them a lot but i think like during the holiday seasons it kind of feels kind of distant and you know for a lot of people they have the same kind of feeling and so i feel like it's not really talked about a lot and yeah we were talking before the start of the podcast and uh yeah it's just
0: just have you nice. written the lonely man's Christmas song yet?
1: I have not written the lonely man's Christmas song yet, I feel like but somebody
0: <laughs> needs to do that.
1: Someone needs it. But um, I have, you know. I think during, you know, winter season, I do tend to write more
0: mm-hmm.
1: sadder songs. But it's just the way life is right now.
0: Yeah, I I think there's something true. Well, I mean, winter of the winter solstice, right? It gets darker mm-hmm. starting on the winter solstice. But also, I find you know the the cycles of life. Death seems to be more like I don't know. Seemed like a lot of people died, uh, that I knew, like, and they just one after the other. And the winter, it seems to like be more maybe it's because I'm aware of it being the solstice and I'm aware of it. Uh, this cycle of life being like winter is when things die so that new things can be reborn. Mm. So maybe it's just like when you have a red car, you see a red car, Mm. but um. Yeah, it seems like a more somber time or a time to reflect on what you're ready to let go of or, you know, what what the new dawn, especially with this coming year is about. Well, that's, I think,
2: yeah, what it is, is like, right, as we're almost trained, not that it's a bad thing, but we're trained to, like, say, like, well, the out with the old and with the new. It's an old, you know, the year is ending and you're starting a new Although year. Although
0: this comes out, it'll probably be spring, so we probably shouldn't talk so much about
2: Oh, sure. who cares? It's launch left. We're allowed to do whatever we want. Remember? I'm
0: cutting that part out. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
2: Um, <clears throat> here's uh, the truth of it, though, is that I think that what's funny is that number one, Kalon, um, sound en- engineer out there asked, showed me, said, hey, Summer, make sure that Alejandro and Rain get closer on their mics. And never once did he say, like, Summer, we're going to need you to get closer on the mic. <laughs> Okay, that was the one You're thing. You're really then, close to you. You're like this.
1: I'm. I'm trying to get in. I'm
2: um, like, and number okay two is it. that I think that it's so important to talk about the very things that are um, seemingly taboo and cause people a lot of pain because of not only that they are. Um, Maybe, you know, create big emotions for them. But I think because we don't talk about them, it's even harder. And getting back to this sort of idea that like, you know, holidays are happy, cheery, jolly times. And in fact, in reality, for a lot of people, it's the exact opposite. And I think that like, when we talk about it, it gives a platform uh, for people to be able to relate and go like, okay, I'm not alone, which is
1: crucial. Thank yeah you. i think i think yeah i totally agree and especially like growing up like because i was grow, i grew up homeschooled so like my whole life i was kind of like around my family but sometimes you you can be around people you love but it feels so distant at times it's because you're kind of afraid to talk about those things that make you feel down and um it's really true you know
0: we were homeschooled
1: yeah we got the homeschool gene you know yeah. it's just you know it's just a different kind of lifestyle for me, at least it was, um, it was so normal to be around people. And then you're just like, ah, like, I don't really want to talk to anybody today. Like, I don't really know why I'm sad, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I'm going to just like lock myself in my room and just, you know, write some stuff and write whatever I'm feeling down on a piece of paper. But, uh, I totally agree. I feel like, um, nowadays I think social media and just the outlook on life, people kind of tend to hide more. Um, in terms of how they really feel because they have to like put up this kind of persona, um, over social media, over, um, a viewpoint of people looking at them saying, oh, they're happy, you know, like they're doing this, 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 um, but yeah, I feel like it's, it's really crucial.
2: How, uh, how are. How are you the way that you are, do you think? Because I have only witnessed you a couple of times the other night speaking to a crowd of people and now here today speaking with us. And you're so open Mm. and so willing to um, get down and talk about this. (laughs) And I think that that is so rare and so Mm. special, Mm. um, especially given the position that you have and the voice the reach of your voice. Um, has that something that, is that something that you've cultivated or is that something that comes naturally to you?
1: Um, I don't know. I think, um, I just don't want people that to feel the way I felt, you know, like I want to like say exactly how it is. And just to say like, you know, it's okay to be sad, you know, it's okay to feel, angry at something if you, if you don't know what it means, you know? And I think, um, growing up, I was kind of like not pushed down. I think that's the wrong word, but, um, I was kind of scared to really express myself freely in that, in that way. And, um, I think when I started picking up music, I started to find my voice and starting to understand, like, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that feel like how I feel. And I just want people to be open and to say exactly how they feel. Cause it really does matter in the end. And, you know, even playing a show, there can be, you know, a thousand people in the room, but if one person's hurting and they feel the way I felt and I want to speak out on that and I want to say that, you know, it's okay to feel the way you're, the way you're feeling and you're going to get through it. So
0: that's so awesome. <laughs> it, took, it
1: takes, a, it took a long time for me to like, even, you know, even speak out in public. Cause I would, I would busk out in the street when I started to try to play music and it took me a while to even like say a couple words while playing guitar. I would like hide behind like walls and like try to like pretend that I'm playing. And I'm like, dang, like I'm really scared right now. It took a long Did time. you
2: always sing though when you played guitar during busking, but you didn't speak? You just sang? Yeah. No, I didn't really. You started out just with guitar. Yeah. I was okay. just,
1: I was just trying to get out there and yeah. just play. Yeah. And um, yeah, it took, Took about honestly, it took about a year to really start singing and really get comfortable in my own skin.
0: So. I can't believe. Speaking of a year, uh, the year you've had, twenty nineteen. What a huge like from the time that we first found out about you, which was a friend of mine saw you perform at a Soho House Malibu, I think.
1: Oh yeah, I remember that. And
0: he he was like go to this Instagram page, his named scary pool party, because we were looking for artists, you know, that we could um, just get behind or, Mm -hmm. you know, suggest to curators. And I shared you with Gus and he was like, oh yeah. And so we, from that day of like finding you there, within a couple months, you you came in and performed live for us. Do you remember that in Koreatown? Um, and on that day you shared how you had just auditioned for Mm -hmm. American Idol the night before and that Lionel Richie hugged you. That was very specific. (laughs) I was like, I love that. That was like the one thing you took from it. You're like, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I had an audition, but Lionel Richie gave me a nice hug. And I was like, that's so cool. (laughs) Yeah and and next thing we knew like i don't really follow news that much i don't watch idol none of that but someone was like do you know that scary pool party is on american idol and then watching you this year just that run and seeing talk about an accelerated course in getting over stage fright or nerves around talking on stage i mean you were in front of not only the thousands of people in the in the uh, audience there but millions on TV and that watching, you know, I didn't, I, to be honest, I didn't watch that, but knowing you, the little bit I did from our experience with you and then seeing that you had to be on the world stage so quickly, what was that like that, that this year, like that seemed like a lot in one year.
1: Yeah, it was, it was definitely a lot in, in the span of like, I think like three months, like my life completely changed. Um, and i went on the show because um i just i don't know I, I think everything leading up to that moment i was taking every opportunity and i was leaving that door open and i was just saying like all right I'm gonna see what the what the universe is going to have me go in that direction mm-hmm. and so that opportunity came up and then at first i was like resisting i was like you know it's it's reality tv you know television and that's a whole different world compared to like the music industry. And you're just trying to like really just play music and, you know, be in that kind of vein. So, um, within those months, it really did. It was a crash, a crash course. It was, it was, it was crazy. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know how to deal with people. I didn't know how to deal with, you know, the attention, uh, that people want Things and they want to see you as a person, and they want to know exactly what you're about. They want to know your family. They want to know all this, and I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "Whoa, this is crazy shit!" Like, I'm like, I, I was, I wasn't ready. I can honestly say that I wasn't ready for for that at that time, and I'm still not. Um, I think um, during that time it changed everything, and then it's just like I'm trying to write music, and it's like I have to do video blocking, and then I have to like. Do all this crazy stuff and i wasn't i was like so out of my element um but yeah there was there was a lot of uh <clears throat> battles and a lot of learning and uh i think this year was bonkers it was crazy like i i'm very grateful for the opportunity that i got um but you know it's all about learning and it's always been about the music so
0: and for sure, I would say, you know, the positive of it was that how um, much wider an audience as a musician and an artist, you, you definitely, you know, grew your audience. I would say the positive was for the
2: audience to get to witness somebody like you, because you were playing a lot of original music, right? Which is like, I'm assuming, I also don't, haven't followed that show. Um, But from what I know of it, I'm assuming that that's maybe not a first, but certainly a rare thing. And that you, that a wider audience was exposed to somebody like you who wasn't ready necessarily for this, wasn't seeking out the trajectory that most people signing on to an audition and trying to get on that show. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's a, you know, a beautiful thing that we of such a wider audience could be exposed to somebody like
0: maybe you. they're both mm. awesome.
2: Yeah, totally. It's like, a Ben. <laughs> yeah. you know, um, all beings benefited.
0: Yeah. Well, I think ultimately as a performer, that's the best, Hard is that it's there's a symbiosis between your audience and and you and they feel that way too like you know what i mean it's without the two there's n- you know, it's you alone in a room, which can be really gratifying mm-hmm. when you're writing a song and you feel like, oh, I got something. But if you can't share it and have it resonate, then at a certain point, that one's done, and you write another one. Yep. You know, you just keep writing. But having people echo that changed my life, or that song really helped me, or or wow, you know, that just that that bigger audience for for you, I imagine that helped. You were obviously always meant to be a musician. It's so obviously your path, you know, and that you've found that young and you followed it in itself is a triumph. But then to have the, you know, a large group of people resonate and echo back, yeah, you're on the right path, that's got to feel great. Um, And, you know, I'm sure it's also hard because it comes with such a responsibility. And in that particular, the thing about, you know, speaking out of ignorance, because I don't follow it all the time, but from what I gather about American Idol is it's sort of like more of a cookie cutter pop, trying to pop engine to create like the next like sales-related artist, yeah. right? And so that's the opposite of what we like to talk about here on yeah, Launch Lab. Same.
1: So, yeah, And I so, knew that
0: about yeah. you as an artist, so it was interesting to watch. I actually was just really moved, and, um, and uh, I thought it was really courageous to go into that mm-hmm. world as someone who's like absolutely an individual and a force that is like not interested in doing what will push sales but more what what is your heart saying and how do you translate it to music and you know knowing that about you watching you have to do it the cookie cutter way yeah and and maintain your originality was so dope like the clips that i did watch were the clips of you and i was like wow he's totally being himself he's playing his own songs and you know and yet you were willing to take critique and be open to the fact that maybe you didn't have all the answers but you maintain the strong individuality and self-possession that is like the mark to me of a leftist center artist somebody willing to somebody who's doing it for what's coming out of them and not what's asked you know what what might push sales and i just was that's what really made me happy to see that not only did you do that but that it resonated with the world Uh, and with the pop ear right with these people that were like everyone at home which shows that to me it gave hope to the idea that like it's not just about sales, you know, all the time even yeah. in a pop engine type show that people resonate with authenticity, which is what we're trying to hawk here is be yourself. Yeah. You know. 100%. So that was cool.
1: Just be just be and, yourself. Oh,
2: and now hearing from the person that we came to talk to. <laughs> Great. Loving to hear your voice. Let's go. Um,
1: on, no, I agree though. I agree. I mean, you know, um that whole mentality is what I you know I, I went on the show with and you know there's a lot of behind the scenes where i'm just like i'm not gonna do that and they're like well you kind of have to I'm like mm. i'm like i can't this is like a part of me that i'm like no like i want to just play music and this is all i want to do like they they were really at first they were kind of like pulling back on the show and then they kind of like got to know me and, and then they were really you know lovely to be around and they you know allowed me to do exactly what i wanted to do and just play music and just have all that stuff the one thing that i uh didn't like was like you know when they would dress me for like the live performances and stuff because i i didn't watch the show either i think the last time i watched the show i was like 10 years old it was like the last time i saw a season of that show and so going on the show like totally flipped everything around I'm like oh my gosh like they're gonna dress me like no like I have my own clothes I don't get I don't get this shit <laughs> <laughs> like I don't get it I was like what the fuck I was like no I wanna wear my own shit <laughs> and uh that was a big battle um but in the end you know how, how you said like I'm not in it for sales I'm not in it and I went in the show saying that especially to the people that I've met along the way like I'm not in it for sales I'm not in it for some. You know fake pop star bullshit. like i really love music and like and i love creativity i love going to shows i love every genre that you can think of and you know this is just a a window of opportunity to like really just play in front of a wider audience and it was great yeah it was it was great it's crazy but it was great (laughs) yeah
2: so wicked you did you didn't how far did you go i got
1: second on the show.
0: Oh, sit.
1: Yeah, I got I'm
0: so glad you didn't win. Sorry <laughs> yeah. to say yeah. that. But that pretty much like saved you not yeah. winning. Yeah. Cause then you really are like, then you're the poster child of American yeah. Idol. And like, yeah, you know what I mean? Not that you ever could have been. And you're singing, but, "Jesus, take the wheel." Oh like,
1: my God, <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. That's did you no really love, thing? That, no. love
0: that?
2: No, <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't even get the reference. How much? She... <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it, it, yeah, it would have been either either way. I think like the way the way my life was before and like how it is now. I feel like now I have I have more honestly, the show has given me more stability and it's giving me more time to even make music that I really love. Mm -hmm. And before, like, you know, I was working three jobs basically, you know, struggling, just like every musician band does for a long time. And I was in that boat the same boat as everyone else. And I feel like I still am in the same boat. It's just now I have more time just to make more music and um, I'm trying to cultivate that and make it, you know, really exactly how I'd want it and I'm mm-hmm. going to take that opportunity to write even more music so
2: um how are you with collaboration
1: oh I love collaborations yeah I love I love working with other artists and stuff it's it's great
2: just cuz your music doesn't really lend itself necessarily to like a jam session <laughs> so much because you you are yep. so fucking like Ja- I no mean, you're, summer. Oh, sorry, he did it. I know you, he, everyone- I'm not
1: allowed yeah. to, right. uh, uh, no, you're right.
2: allowed to, you're right. Oh. She, I'm just not allowed to. That's oh. true. I have kids, it's unbecoming, it's unbecoming of, a of a young oh, okay. <laughs> you say. She's young lady. <laughs> like uh, no, yeah. all right. Um, <clears throat> yes. So, um, I don't know where I was. I, I mean, you seem like a 12 piece band in and of yourself. Oh.
1: I, th- I think that lends, um just like with whatever i show people like especially when i play like by myself i'm like i try to like either play an acoustic or if i have my band like i'll play my songs and stuff but if if i'm jamming with friends which i do a lot like i can do jam band i love you know grunge i love emo music i love hardcore i love all that stuff so i try to make all of it because i just i love it so much are
0: you making a record right now
1: yeah Making
0: America, Yeah, really. Yeah. And so the, will this really be your first record? Because you just or, or am I wrong? And have you re- released EPs? I feel like I've only ever seen singles. Yeah,
1: no, I put out I put out a record in, um the end of my tour. Um, Is this
0: this year? Or? Yeah. Wow. But
1: it's like a little like homage. I, I wanted to put out a record that was like, you know, songs that I kind of was working on within the year. And so I kind of like finished the album in a week and i was like like i just want to get it out and i put it out and it was really well received and um just it was more of electronic style um uh, more synthesizers and stuff but my next album's going to be um i'm working on it but um i want to have like full orchestra and just Beautiful. like stuff yeah i want it to be i want it to be pretty so
2: where are you recording home
1: home right now yeah i'm going to basically have like the whole all the tracks done and then go find an amazing studio or
0: do you have a producer for the record yet?
1: Um, not yet. Um, I'm collaborating with this guy named Darren King, who is my drummer on the tour. Mm -hmm. And he was in a band called mute math Mm -hmm. and crazy story about him. is like, I've been a fan of mute math for about, I don't know, 10 plus years Uh for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I played in Nashville and he was there with his daughter in backstage. And he was just like, you know, introduced himself. And I was like, well, yeah. I was like, dude, I'm such a fan of you. And he was just like, you know, I love your music and all this stuff. And I think within a month, I had my first Lollapalooza show and I just asked him like, you want to play drums for the show? And he was just like, yeah. And I was like,
2: so "Yeah." Right. <laughs> I was
1: just like, Oh, I was like, all right, sick. <laughs> and so did that. And then we played two other festivals and then for the fall tour, um, yeah, I just asked him to come on the fall tour. And he was like, Let, let's do it. And um, what the lovely thing was, is that his wife, her name is Sucre as an artist. And she was in a couple band I think she was in this band called uh, Isley before. And she was like, grew up in music, but he was like, you know, I don't wanna leave my family for too long cause it's about a month and a half and I didn't want him to leave his family either. And he just asked if she can open up the shows. And I said, yeah. So it was just like a big old family That's on tour. Awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Wow. It was it was an amazing time. I feel like life was like, I don't know, trying to show me, you know, the environment is crucial. Especially like now that I have more of an opportunity to make the music that I want to make is to surround myself with people that have the same mentality and not to get caught up in the, you know, in the you know, the music industry kinda like, you know, get Spotify plays and do this shit, you know, do the singles and have this look like I wanted to surround myself with people that want to make music and, you know, do a 40 piece orchestra, like, you know, transcribe this or like make grunge music. So
0: now do you, will you be, um, scoring the parts for each? You're going to write all those parts. Yeah. Do you write music as well? Or uh, in terms of like, uh, you know how to Read and write music, the mm-hmm. language. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, where does that? What was that education from?
1: um A lot of YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of YouTube and a lot of um, just self search. It's really not to me. If, if anything that you want to get into, if you want to be a cook, if you want to be a painter, if you want to do yeah, anything, yeah, ten
2: thousand hours. Ten
1: thousand hours. It's true, and you know, I try to put that into practice every day. Mm-hmm. um sometimes I can be kind of lacklustered and like trying to do too many things at once. Yeah. But, um, I think when I turned 20, I really started focusing on trying to write music, trying to figure out how to, you know, make a piano, do an arpeggio. Like, how do I do that with my hands? So it's like, I figure it out and, you know, started picking up guitar more and electric guitar. And a lot of this took a lot of practice, a lot of hours alone, mm-hmm. <laughs> just figuring it out. And I'm still figuring, it out. I
0: don't think anyone would ever say you were not dedicated though. You're probably one of the most dedicated, mm. like, wh- I mean, even just, you can tell that you spend a lot of time practicing mm. and that really is the, the secret to getting better at anything, yeah. you know, yeah. obviously having the desire and the drive, but then also implementing it. Yep. Um, I agree it's really it's really wonderful to see that in an artist just mm. like driven you know yeah you can't you can't deny that no matter yeah. what mm. being homeschooled did that give you uh
2: you know more time than say somebody who had, had to go to school every day to begin to work on that when did you first start how did music find you right that's our num. we do a few questions to every guest and that's One of them, which I just rolled into that other question, but,
1: (laughs) um, um, I don't know. Growing up in the town that I grew up in, I was like severe Pomona. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was, it was definitely, uh, I don't know. I say, I say like from eight years old to 19 years old, I was like severely depressed. Like, I I just didn't know how to express. I didn't know how to talk. I didn't know how to do anything, basically. And um, I kind of kept that mentality for a long time. And I, I don't think I've really searched f- for music. Music was always searching for me. Like I would always try to f- feel that feeling and that nowadays that I'm searching for. And back then, when I was a kid, like I would always listen to like you know. If I listened to like a Nine Inch Nails record, like I listened to Downward Spiral, and you know I was so young, didn't not knowing what the lyrics meant, like I would listen to it and like, oh, I'm like why am I feeling that feeling? It's like you know, um, I think during the progress of my childhood to high school, I was really not searching for anything. I was really sad, and um, I can honestly say I was like severely depressed. Um, but when I turned I think like 1920. I was trying to like really get out of that headspace. You know, I started working at this new job and it was really, uh, you know, it was really bad for my body because it was warehouse work. And, um, I don't know. I went back to my spot and then I put on some Chopin and I was listening to the music and I was just like, wow, like, you know, this feeling that I've been feeling I've been neglecting. And so then I started searching out what music meant for me and Started practicing, trying to find, you know, I would go to a Guitar Center, play on play on pianos, <laughs> try to find a good guitar that's really affordable and got that, worked for that. And from then on, so I uh, was so you just started
0: searching. playing music when you were 19?
1: Yeah, like really started playing later on in life.
0: What are you, 21, wow. 22? How old I'm are you? I'm
1: 25. Yeah, I'm pretty old. <laughs> You're not. <pretty laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like.
0: But that's wild. So you, ex- that's incredibly accelerated yeah, learning. That from 19 to 21, they which is exponential growth.
1: Yeah, but, but that's that's, that's the love that of of music that I was like neglecting.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that's most artists and most people that are genuinely talented in that area. I feel like they neglect that. It's because like society kind of like teaches you. You know It's
0: not gonna get you anywhere. It's
1: not gonna get you anywhere. You know, you're not gonna make any money in it. Yeah. You know, you're not your parents aren't gonna be happy right with what you're doing, your career choice. Go to that four year university. Like, you know, get in debt and um, even And that
0: was your experience, right? Or could have been. It could have been. Yeah. yeah. You found it though. You found it, you yeah. know. Thank goodness you found it, it when you did. Yeah. That's incredible. And you were alone with that. I mean, we were pretty blessed cuz we had we were supported by our parents that's to great. be artistic yeah. from a very young age. So I think that, that that's one thing I've noticed is like that that drive as an artist to do it regardless if you were supported mm-hmm. is part of what like even you see people find their calling is in creative. Like there's a point. Like for you, it was like I got to get out of this headspace. I've been missing something. Oh, it's music, and you found it. You know, like and that's how so much powerful. Did you
2: find that that
0: headspace changed
2: and that there was a release or relief from that? Um, as you put it, severe depression. I mean, I'm assuming that it didn't just relieve it mm. willy-nilly. Yeah, yeah. it was like, oh, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, uh, yep. Um, but did it begin to sort of lift the veil a little bit enough for you to see it for what it was?
1: Yeah, 100%. It kind of, um, it took, I say, probably like two years of searching, um, it was all a process like first it was finding the music and then second was writing down my feelings and then you know each step that i took is like exactly how i felt when i was writing down things i was like man i really feel this way and it took a long time and it took a lot of um i don't know perseverance i guess is that's the right word but you know i was really trying
2: So interesting. It reminds me of the conversation we had with Phoebe Bridgers recently, right? And she was talking about how um, this very, very thing, and I, um, about true authenticity and 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 how um, her favorite songs or the songs are the ones that she actually wrote what she was feeling. She wrote her truth. And it's amazing to me that we all as human beings, that seems to be the hardest thing, Mm -hmm. is the very thing that is just there. Mm -hmm. That is, right? Yeah. I mean, what is that, guys?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I think it's just, I don't know. Like, there's an energy that you can't see. It's like how we need air, but we can't see it. I guess it's the same way that we're searching for our true selves, you know? And that the authenticity is really key in our lives because it's not really around that much you know like we we, i think for me you know i grew up watching a lot of movies and tv and you know watching the news and everything was always being fed to me from a third party kind of view Mm -hmm. and i think that aided towards my depression Mm -hmm. and um just like views of of other people on minorities or whether that be you know even like parental, um, parental, like kind of like guidance of a parent being like, no, you can't wear that. You know, you know, you you shouldn't listen to that music. Like that can even affect the daily life of a lot of people. And I feel like, you know, nowadays, especially being from the States, like mm-hmm. we're like the hub of entertainment. Mm-hmm. And so we like severely pushed down exactly how we really want to feel. And, um, yeah, it's just, you're just, we're all searching for that
0: it also seems like it's just a, you know it's not supported what what is supported is compounded like callousness or toughness, right? Yeah. Like that mm-hmm. that's sort of what you grew up in is like hide everything delicate and meaningful because yeah. it will be eviscerated by yeah. your schoolmates or, you yeah. know, your parents will say you can't feel that way. Yep. You shouldn't feel sensitive or all so I think it, it, it makes sense Walk that up, we hide it. <clears throat> be a we, man. You know, and yeah. To, yeah. <laughs> but yet yeah, I also believe that, that 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 delicacy is our true nature and that's why When artists tap into that and actually show what's really going on, so many people resonate with it. It's because it's like, oh, thank you, you're finally being honest. So somebody's being honest. Yeah, like it's not all a show. Yeah, right. Because in so many ways, like life is like, and it's because I guess you know, and I do believe social media has really positive things to, to to has has the ability to be a very positive medium, but. But the you know current um, some of it is can be so base and so surface that um, it seems to just be compounding and compounding more. It's harder and harder to say what would it be like if I just was honest right now and yeah. s- spoke the truth, you know. Yeah. And I do think that the that the artists that are doing that we're seeing how important it is for young young people and and um, everyone really to to just. Be true. Yeah, to yeah. Who you, are, you hit you know? the nail on the head. I think. thanks. Sis. Is that a saying? that that's a nail saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, on the head. You're <clears throat> not the smallest, smartest tool in the sh- in the lake. No, <laughs> the that would be the, the sharpest lake. tool in the shed. Yeah, yeah that's right. Brightest Bright star eyes. in the sky.
2: <laughs>
1: the smartest tool in the lake. I'm right. That. I always
2: use. <laughs> uh, I always
0: <laughs> mix up those things. Diamond like,
2: in the huff. The, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Is that because I was truly asking, like, what is that? Why is it that we don't tell the truth when we know that that authenticity is what really permeates other people's vibes and makes them feel good and makes you feel good. And it's it's that, sis. I think it's because of the vulnerability and the that you yeah. feel in being honest. You don't know how it's gonna land. Right. And it 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 hurts to be vulnerable or it's scary. And so like you know to be totally honest, even though we know that it works. Right. Yeah. But so so that's maybe it though is like to support and encourage and remind each other. Consistently, that like, yeah, it's it's scary, but it works.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree.
2: I mean, I feel like that's what you're doing. That's what you do with your artistry, and and your. I mean, the other night when we saw you play and you spoke to the audience, it was just like, um, you know, there was this. It's just pure. There was a purity, and in and, and so you can. I mean, you look so. um you know small and vulnerable up there on the stage and you're just like wide open and it just is like it pours forth in such an honest way that yeah you know, that you really can't help but absolutely connect and just be like that is a human as am i and we are all human yeah yeah
1: yeah i feel like um most of the time I the most vulnerable points in my life is when i'm playing on stage Mm -hmm. and then especially if i'm playing just acoustic like i did the first my first ever acoustic tour was super hard because i was like man (laughs) you know going from a reality tv show to playing shows like you get people that don't always have the right intentions when they come Mm -hmm. which i totally got I'm, i'm fine with but i was you know left with this vulnerability i was like whoa like you know (laughs) like i'm playing now and i'm I'm expressing myself but there's this expectation that people have um especially now that i i'm being viewed at in a different kind of light um that i really try to stay true to that um just say exactly what i've what i'm feeling because that's the only point where i'm throughout the day if i'm playing live then i get to say that and i'm like i just want to say it and i'll say it and it's just like okay
0: I think too, there's less of a chance of being misinterpreted when you're honest, you know, like, like we live in such a judgmental culture where everybody actually does really enjoy just destroying (laughs) your nakedness or your, you know, like vulnerability. And I think that's a lot of reason why, uh, you know, it's not the first thing you go to is let me tell the total truth. It's because you tell the truth and someone's like, that's funny. You know what I mean, like, the, yep. but there's something like when it's true, so true that it's like people can feel that you're. Then they have less of this urge to destroy it. They're like, whoa, that's brave, you know. And mm. they, but inevitably, there are always going to be those people. And the most important thing is, it's not. Uh, it shouldn't be about. Oh, what are people going to think? Well, that's the thing about
2: the so true or the right, the purity of real honesty is that there's no agenda. Right? You can have like there may be intention, which there obvious there always is with purity and truth. Right? The intention is positive, but you know there if there's there's no agenda, so you're not like looking for an outcome. Mm. Is is the thought right? Mm. I mean. Take that apart for a second.
0: Stick that in your hat. Let's have a moment of silence.
2: Moment of silence. We're shut for the, the f
0: up <laughs>
1: for the thought. That
0: was a pretty oh, great one. That was a, that was another podcast that we can change it. Moment of silence for huh? <laughs> moment of silence for what? What the fuck did Summer just say? <laughs> <laughs> That's a new segment on our show. What the. This is what
1: the fuck, and then it's just say. the view, and then it comes back.
0: <laughs> What's some of our other questions? Oh yeah, what what is your form of activism? What do you feel like is you know? I mean, and interestingly, we're talking about authenticity, which in itself, in this culture, at times, is a form of activism. So perhaps that's it. Yeah, yeah that's what <laughs> but I, yeah. but uh, sorry to put the words in your mouth. What is your form of activism? Uh, I mean, you know, I'm I'm, I'm trying to
1: I'm gonna, I'm really trying to speak out for like like the hom- homelessness right now. Mm-hmm you know, it's huge and Alec, It's an epidemic and it's huge. And, you know, I'm I'm working on a music video right now and I'm, I'm trying to really kind of, you know, spread light and just to help out in any way I can. So I'm, I'm really trying to, you know, make a statement and say that we need to help and aid in any way that we can, whether that be just helping out people, or if you have someone in your family that is homeless, like homeless and doesn't have a home just to call them, Mm-hmm. Or if they have a phone or go visit them or if they're at a house, like you gotta just figure out exactly what's going on and to reach out for people that don't have the money for, you know, mental illness and getting them getting them some help. So
0: are you familiar with I Have a Name project? Yeah. Yeah, they're great. Yeah,
1: they're great. Uh-huh.
0: They yeah, are great uh huh they but that's my movies. form
1: my form of activism. I feel like I'm trying to just, you know, just show be yourself say exactly what you need to say and help out people that are in need. I think that's like the biggest thing. Cause like I was in that, I was in that point for a long time and I still Mm -hmm. am. I think we all are in that, in that phase of we just, we need each other and we need a community and, you know, being in LA that there can be little pockets of, you know, um, um, just business minded people. And I feel like, LA is such a melting pot of different cultures and minorities. And I feel like if we just come together as a community, it'd be an amazing statement.
2: Okay. How, just how you're 25 years old. Yeah. You come from Pomona. Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't agree totally with your upbringing. Mm -hmm. How, How are you? You, I gotta get to the bottom of this. You're beautiful uh (laughs) absolutely stunning the work that you're doing your your artistry and your creativity and but how did you cultivate your state of mind Mm.
0: um I mean am I wrong no what
2: the (laughs) fuck did summer just say
0: Um, (laughs) new segment (laughs) um (laughs) to
2: blank view um (laughs) do you know what I mean though seriously your point you know you're I mean, you're rad, dude. Mm. And so rare for your age group for I mean
1: <laughs> No, thank you.
2: <laughs> well, I'm serious. No. Like who are your influences not not just YouTube musically, but like yeah. how did you start to have this process of thinking?
1: Um honestly, um cuz like my parents are very Um, Christian Uh and they're conservative Christians and um, growing up in that kind of world I kind of just saw the way people were talked to Mm -hmm. and how even like my own sisters were talked to Mm -hmm. in this very judgmental kind of way and I'm not saying anything wrong there's anything wrong with belief or faith or God but um, I just saw the way humans react to things Um, at a young age and I felt like I wasn't allowed to say anything for a long time. And, uh, I think when, you know, when you kind of step back from all of that and you try to see like the whole bubble that, that, that is, I kind of like, kind of cultivated the things that I've taken from that. It's like, okay, just don't be mean. (laughs) Don't judge that person for the way they look don't say that music is wrong because it has curse words in it you know why do you like, look at me you know curse words as ho- saying holy shit like you can't say that because you're
0: fucking judgmental That's <laughs> no. why he's looking at my you. god do not curse in this studio <laughs> summer. only summer you can say whatever. you
1: yeah. you know it, it, everything stays to me in in my soul everything stays in there it, it stayed in there and I was like watering it every day i was like okay like i don't want to do this i don't want to do that learn for myself not to be that person of neglecting things you know and so i'm i'm still trying to practice that but i think it it has to do with my upbringing and you know and and there's a lot of kids and there's a lot of people like me in, in in the world that have that kind of christian in in the church kind of thing um That just want to not break away, but just to say, Hey, like, you know, it doesn't feel good when you say it's not the only way.
0: What's cool is that, well, I think no matter what, having some kind of um, spiritual or uh, spiritual practice that even through that and whatever about it, you, um, you know, have aversion towards or was, was difficult that you seem to have maintained the best qualities. I think that are universal in every religion, which is be kind, kind to nice. others yeah. and do what you're here to do. Like yeah. be someone of purpose, be someone that can, you know, help others. And that usually means like connect to why you're here. Like, what's the reason that you showed up, you know, and you're, you're doing both those things. So it's not like you went so far the other way that you like, um, don't have a a spiritual mooring like you do you have you know the divining rod that you've and what's really amazing is you obviously like i said and it goes back to the way you are with your art you're very self-possessed so to have to maintain that through having a lot of aversion towards elements of how you were raised within whatever religious makeup you are in but still maintain, like, but I resonate with certain parts of this. And that's what I will have. And you're 25, like kind of what Summer was saying is like, that isn't necessarily, you know, that's a really powerful and beautiful statement. And to all the young kids out there that might be listening, you know, that to maintain that and hold on to that is, is the practice, yeah. you know, like to remember the important things that do make sense to your soul. Yeah. That is really powerful. And to do it at such a young age you know and to speak about yeah and to talk not only
2: live it but to share it through how
0: you live and then to come on this show and talk about it with us (laughs) we're so lucky (laughs) so thank you we have one more question to you this is our final one one. really how much time do we have more time not so much more time sadly but we do have a question to you um so our last and final question is about music as well and it's about paying it forward in the community someone that maybe or a group of different artists that you love that maybe no one's heard of that we can like go google it right now or Why youtube are you listening
2: it. to brav uh, brav
1: i'm listening to this band called black midi
0: oh fuck yeah, yeah it, i mean
2: hell yeah <laughs> thank no, you honestly well. though,
1: black midi they're like this
2: midi
1: midi okay they're absolutely amazing i've been falling in love with them they're they're like this kind of like art rock band but they're amazing and then i, I think i talked about this guy named nick lang i think i'm, I'm pronouncing ali e n g so nick ali angie ling
2: it's fine we mispronounce yeah names constantly <laughs> yeah it's kind of our mo
1: um I'm, I'm listening to a lot of that and then um i'm listening to uh you know deftones all that stuff yeah but mostly black midi and nick lang
0: those oh, ones. and I've never heard of them. So yeah, let's wicked. go. Google, let's go to YouTube. It's like
1: polar opposites. It's like Nick <laughs> yeah. Lang is like this beautiful pianist and singer, and then Black Midi is this really loud art rock band that's like totally out there. But they're both amazing. So.
0: Love the l- love the variety. Yeah. Fantastic, and mm-hmm. let's see. Now I you can have another question since well, you were so sad. I just so
2: want sad. more. I'm just like I doesn't feel. I just I'm greedy. Yeah. I, you're here. <laughs> Yeah. It's so nice to sit across the table from you. And um, I want to be able to pick your brain forevermore. But um, I also force people to be my friends often yeah. after podcasting. So maybe I can just do that. And yeah. like call you or like DM you or like text you and be like, hey, it's summer. <laughs> no, that's not. Kalon's like, no, She's that's not going to work. She's a great gonna pianist. Work. Really great <clears throat> pianist. <clears throat> Yes. Says the person who doesn't play piano and doesn't really know what makes a great no, piano. She is. Yes.
0: She's always wow. written her own composition since age seven on. Awesome. Okay. And really? Thanks, good. sis. Okay. Love you guys. Yay. Launch <laughs> left. Alejandro,
2: boss ass. <laughs> Baller, bro.
1: Baller, bro. That's like what I wanted to be doing. by. Yes. Baller, bro. Yeah.
2: Bruv.
1: <laughs> Bruv.
2: <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks thank for being
1: for, on. Thank, our you, show. thank you for having me. It means a lot truthfully Ugh. and then you have this view like <laughs>
2: it's
0: not our yeah, view this but... is the best
1: view oh yeah oh my god cheers
0: cheers,
2: cheers. salud chin 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 australia australia, I mean, australia.
1: yeah
2: launch left aims to create an intentional space that highlights and empowers all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice but a necessity launch left begins with music but its ultimate aim is to launch left of center artists in all creative fields
0: Everybody. Who's that dad?